0: Welcome to episode number 350 of Gun for Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories.
2: I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is No Laughing matter. And our guest is Simone Park. Simone Park is a multi, multilingual management consultant and stand-up comedian who, li- who has lived and worked in 10 countries so far. For six years after a violent assault at gunpoint, Simone was very anti-gun and changed her location every three to four months, mm-hmm. unaware that she had feared for her safety. Mm-hmm. After taking time to heal, process experience, and work on overcoming her trauma, she now lives in Hawaii. Where she feels at peace simone has decided to educate herself on guns and the law and is now pro second amendment and ultimately chose uh, ch- chose to work for a pro-freedom law firm attorneys for freedom that fights for the rights of citizens in hawaii and arizona
0: absolutely welcome to
1: the show simone thank you so much for having me it's very nice to be
0: here absolutely actually <clears throat> it's probably nicer to be where you are in hawaii <laughs> But, you know, yeah, we should have done nice a remote satellite show. there. Yeah, for sure. Just for, for the sure.
2: weekend. You know. <laughs>
0: um, so thank you so much for, you know, joining with us and also for being willing to go back to the worst moments of your life and talk to us about the day that you were assaulted at gunpoint. Could you just kind of, you know, encapsulate that for our listeners and just kind of help them understand what what happened? Mm. um well first of all you're very welcome and I think
1: as a comedian revisiting trauma is a normal part of what I do um I'm just happy that I'm kind of past the point where I can't speak about it anymore because I think there was a very very long time that I just couldn't talk about it so thank you for letting me share my story um uh, November 23rd, 2015. I remember the date very well. Um, I was just minding my business, walking down the street and someone came up behind me and, um, pulled me down to the ground and put a gun in my face. Um, not, was not familiar with guns at all, but, uh, eventually his fists and the gun were hitting me in the face and head and it knocked me over and um, my inner voice or intuition was screaming very loud at this point and said, if you don't get up and fight, this man is going to kill you. So I got up and I tapped into when I was about 16, I think was when I was in my boxing stage. I was a very scrappy, tomboyish girl and Um, I remember for my sweet 16, six of my best girlfriends pitched in and got me a heavyweight punching bag. So that came back to me. And as he punched me, I would just punch him right back. And we were going back and forth. I felt like it was Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston. (laughs) And we were just, you know, going shot for shot. And eventually, very, very quickly, I was exhausted because I'm not used to fighting a man or anybody Um, so I just mustered everything, every last bit of strength that I had, and I threw one final punch that connected with his face. And after I threw that punch, my middle finger just went down and it ripped the chain off of his neck. So I actually wound up robbing him. Um, and he got away with
0: nothing. Wow. Oh my gosh. And for my audience that, that listens to this audio only without the visual yeah, Something about that middle finger, you know, that, you know, it just kind of conjures up a, uh, you know, screw you <laughs> like, this is what you get when you come, you know, after someone. And I, I admire so much that you, you weren't going to be a victim. You were going to fight back. And use every tool in your arsenal, which at the time was your intellect, it was your grit, it was your will, it was your fists. And mm-hmm. uh, I think all of that harkens back to, again, what, what do we need to keep ourselves safe? Well, training is definitely part of that. You, know, mm-hmm. you trained years before with a punching bag. And it stayed with her. And it stayed with you. And it right. got, came to you at the time that you needed it.
2: And that's why we encourage people to get firearms training heavily because it stays with you if you do it enough. And it's like riding a bike or anything else. It it can save your life.
0: Absolutely. So was this person ever caught? Were you able to, you know? uh... Um,
1: You would think that they would have been caught because especially I handed over the chain to the police um and also something that was very unusual to me afterwards um I was actually patted down and my keys were taken away and I was put into the back seat of the police car which I never thought that I would be there as a super um, Mm law-abiding person Mm -hmm. so just the whole experience was very very unusual and um apparently he had been attacking a lot of women in this neighborhood and um the police officers because I kept apologizing, I guess that's just in my nature, you know, there was a lot of police officers doing work. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they said, you should stop apologizing because he's been doing this to a lot of women. And you're the only one that has been able to tell us what happened, Mm. potentially pick him out of a lineup. Um, We have DNA from the chain. Mm -hmm. So you should actually consider becoming a police officer. I
0: was like, stop. (laughs) Guys. (laughs) That's awesome. But, it, but not yeah. caught. He's not been caught.
1: So something in my nature, I think, is very, I'm trying to work on changing this, but um, I actually moved back to that same place. Like, I didn't leave after that incident. And I said, he doesn't get to take this from me. I loved where I lived. Um, so I went back and I remember one night, uh, i I pretty sure I saw him. Mm. And luckily, I was with, you know, a bunch of people and um but it was that was probably the most scared i had ever been in my life and i only wish that i would have had the ability to have a gun and had a firearm on me because i think it gives you uh an extra sense of confidence to know that you know how to use this tool it's mm-hmm. it's by your side you have it with you you know how to use it should anything happen mm-hmm. so yeah It was just a a very scary moment because I'm pretty sure he remembered me. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, 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 he remembered me. So um, that was very scary. And I realized I don't have to make things more difficult for myself. Mm -hmm. I don't have to stay here in this area when it doesn't feel safe to me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just kept kind of moving around and never Mm -hmm. spent more than a couple of months in a in a city. And I didn't realize until years later that it's, I'd never felt safe after that.
0: Right. Oh, Mm -hmm. what trauma can do to a person (laughs) is uh, crazy. And one of the things that you mentioned uh, when we were chatting off air is that part of that trauma uh, caused you to start thinking in terms of people based on their race. And you had never before interacted with the world that way. Um, Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that that piece of it, because right now, almost everything on mainstream media wants us all to see each other by, you know, our, our physical attributes and the color of our skin, but Mm -hmm. that isn't how I was raised. And clearly that isn't how you were raised. So what is it about that part of the trauma that was uh, manifesting itself?
1: I think, um, I think our bodies have this ability to it like takes every experience that we have and puts it into a little, a little toolkit of experience. So because this individual um, happened to be black, um, anytime I would see a black man after that, my body would start exhibiting the same feelings that happened while I was being attacked. Mm-hmm. And so luckily for me, um, I had grown up with black people. They were my friends, they were my allies. So I had to, as I was getting these feelings and fear was setting in, and I had to say, this is not right. This is not right. This is not, this is not a correct response. And so I had to fight that natural response in my body. And I would actually force myself to surround myself with that, which scared me until the fear was no longer there. Um, That's not a normal thing that people do, I think, generally speaking, but I guess I just had the the foresight to realize this is what happens to people. We don't recognize that a trauma response can lead us to have prejudice or become racist. But I knew that the actions of this one man, this terrible man, um, does not reflect an entire color of skin. Um, And I think truthfully, if I hadn't um, grown up with black people and worked so hard to reverse my own bias, um, Mm -hmm. that was created as a result of that one day, Mm -hmm. I imagine I would still be racist today.
0: Well, I applaud that so much that you were examining and, and, uh, pushing back on, uh, these ideas that were bubbling up because the same thing happens often about guns themselves, right? So we hear, of some person somewhere using a tool, the tool itself is neither good nor bad, right? Mm-hmm. Using the tool to do something horrific and evil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, there's whole swaths of people out there that want to say, see, it's the tool, right? It's the tool mm-hmm. that did it. And instead of examining their own thoughts and their own biases, as you did,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: they just continue down this path of, of phobia And then they encourage other people to become phobic right along with them. Mm -hmm. And um, to my next question, there are very loud voices across the nation. Many of them are women, right? Many of them are minorities. Uh, Some are victims of crime and they want to throw our second amendment rights away. But you're a member of all three of those demographics and you started being very not okay with guns, right? You, I would think you would even say anti-gun, and -hmm. then you've shifted to where you are not only okay with the tool and you see the tool as a a beneficial tool, but the rights that support the ownership of that tool, the second amendment, you Mm -hmm. have become very pro rights in that, that area. So, uh, talk to us about that part of your journey. Yes,
1: I will admit that initially, after this event, um, I was very anti-second amendment and very anti-gun because in my head, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't make the distinction between the person and the incident and the tool. Like a gun doesn't just jump up and shoot somebody for no reason, or or it's just hitting me in the face and head on its own without anybody behind it. Um, And I just figured, you know, look at uh, look at a place like Japan, which has very few gun related incidents. But the fact of the matter is, you know, the the United States and Japan are two totally different countries. And we are where we are. And the more research I did, the more I looked into it, I realized that these people who are gun owners, pro second amendment. These are the very same people who are arming themselves with the tools necessary and the knowledge necessary. And they're going to be the same people who step up. And I believe that these would be the people who would be heroes in situations where unfortunately someone who maybe shouldn't have a firearm is trying to do damage to other people. And I also realized that criminals and people who want to inflict harm on, you know, normal people that are not hurting anyone else, they're going to get illegal firearms, they're going to do what they're going to do no matter what. And if we limit, you know, the reasonable people of the world who are trained to have firearms and potentially step up to help out in a in a bad situation. If we take that right away it's only going to be the criminals and the people who now know that no one else is going to step up and stop them from doing anything bad so i really had to have an open mind which was not easy because you know when you deal with something as a result of um you know a firearm you automatically just go into that's it's wrong and it's bad, and that would have never happened if nobody had guns. But that's that's not a realistic solution. It's mm-hmm. it's just not the world that we live in. So I would personally feel much more comfortable knowing that um, you know reasonable people who want to help are fully trained, that are ready, that understand the implications of owning a firearm, and still choose to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I took a course on. September 11th, actually. Mm-hmm. And any person that was at that training, I would feel much more comfortable if there were, if there was ever a situation where, you know, someone came in and was trying to shoot everybody, I would feel so much better knowing that any one of these individuals
0: was there to help out. Boy, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so I I want to touch on a you know, the, the title, the theme I've chosen is no laughing matter. And that is because mm-hmm. you are a standup comedian. Uh, and you mentioned earlier in our conversation that very often in comedy, where you start mining, right. Is in your moments of pain and trauma, uh, talk to us about that. Like, how, ha- How does that work for a comedian? Is it like this gallows humor? Like what is it that that makes our painful moments something that we can laugh at and and invite others to laugh with us?
1: I think of a a common thread that ties all of humanity together is that we have all experienced pain Mm. in some way, shape or form. That is a universal element. And so if you can somehow um, use your personal trauma, and maybe, you know, I just started joking about the incident at gunpoint this past month. So it took me over five years to feel comfortable enough to start seeing the, the, the humor in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you can create tension with an incident where people are like, oh my God, like, she's not joking about this. This is this is very serious. You know, you create that tension and then you can break it with a joke or with humor where people don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And even if they haven't been at the hands of somebody, like a, a gunman and been pistol whipped and all of these things, we still can tap into some other area of our life where we have experienced something you know some sort of trauma or something like that and we can find the funny in it at least that's what i found mm-hmm. um so i just do my best trying to make people laugh at situations mm-hmm. that are otherwise very traumatic
2: uh, <laughs> simone
0: Absolutely. i'm well i i applaud that and i appreciate that about you yeah. so simone and,
2: i i think i know how you could have caught that guy oh tell me well if they would have you know put a public thing out saying that he uh has a second place Award for uh, you know, coming in second <laughs> <Boxing>. place, <laughs> unboxing, you know, yeah. kind of thing, you know, that hey, you know, come get your prize money, you got second place, bro,
0: right? You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually, that did that was the second thing. So, it was the cops who were kind of encouraging me to become um, a police officer, was thing that made me happy. Number one, the second thing was thinking about him going back to his friends and them saying, oh, what, what happened to your face or, mm-hmm. oh, what happened to your chain? Mm-hmm. Just that, like, you are a real piece of crap.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
1: you suck. So
0: absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, so you touched on, uh, that you were, went shooting on September 11th. Was it this most recent September 11th? Yes. And that was your yes. first time ever shooting again. No, I,
1: um, the first time was, last year and it was totally by chance actually um this time I had decided to take more like the safety training and uh they actually went above and beyond so I was just thinking I'll like shoot you know a Glock pistol something um very basic but they actually had a three gun uh course that I did on day one so you would (laughs) run to um, your AR15 and shoot six shots at the leftmost target clear the chamber run to the shotgun three shots at the rightmost target clear the chamber gently put it down because it's not my shotgun and then I would <laughs> run to uh, six metal targets and with a pistol I would try to hit those with 10 10 bullets in my magazine so I was like I feel like I should not not be doing this but it was such a rush it was um, I just loved it. I thought this is this is this is amazing.
0: <laughs> that is so fun. Now I have never shot three gun, but um you and I have talked off air about one of my passions, the DC Project. And yes. you know, you you've expressed interest in you know getting involved in what we do, DC Project, uh Women for Gun Rights, nonpartisan um, initiative just to help our legislators better understand us as females who value our second amendment rights and led to to you having a conversation with our founder, Diana Muller, and she is a champion competitor in what three gun. Did you guys talk about that when, when you were on the phone together? I knew she was a champion, but
1: I didn't know specifically what it was for. So that is
0: amazing. Three gun. She's because it's. and she's a not law enforcement uh, officer. Yes, so, I did know that. Um, holy cow. I have got to try three gun now. You've inspired me. I'm going to so, try. Uh,
2: Hawaii needs a lot of help. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. Very restricted, super limited here. I think it's one of the worst in the nation, in fact, in terms of gun freedom. Um, you know, I think they said after COVID started, the number of applications for gun permits was up by over 400% yet they're still not issuing, you know, and it's not an open carry state, but it's still extremely, extremely restricted. Um, But, you know, I think the proximity to the ocean and the mountains (laughs) are enough for me to want to live here. So
0: it is what it is. I understand that. I can understand that.
2: They need people like you there because you can influence and change things that need to be changed. So uh, it's good that you're there. Hmm. I Absolutely. think so. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, well, I, I want to add to that, because it's like, okay. you went shooting before somebody invited you or before you got the courage or whatever it is that you got to go shoot. You didn't realize how much fun that was. So if no. you take, take some of your friends that have never shot a gun before and did the same thing with them. Now you've got three or four more friends that like guns too. Because mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that's ever been, if you introduce them right to to shooting and not give them the biggest gun to, to shoot first, but you break them into it, I don't think anybody's gonna come out and say, that wasn't fun. Mm.
1: Actually, I, so I posted a video of the three gun and um, you know a shot of everybody who was at this event. And a lot of, especially women actually, they were like, Hey, where did you do that? Like, what is that? I want to know more. Is there another one? Can I do that? So you're absolutely right. There are, there's a lot more interest and sometimes it just takes one person, you know, I'm, it's just me. And I had a great time. So a lot of people are kind of interested in that. So for the next one that's coming up, I think in November, I think there's going to be a lot of people who have seen that one video and just come out as a result. So you're absolutely right. Mm
0: -hmm. I believe it. I believe you're an influencer. Now here's something that for me personally would be highly, highly frustrating. Um, you you're working in the United States, but you weren't born in the United States. And so because of that legal citizenship status, which you can help our, our listeners understand better, it actually prevents you from being able to be a, a gun owner and owning a firearm yet, and that's its own, own issue, but even knowing that you still chose to take uh, training, safety training and tactical gun courses. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about why, why that, why invest in an area that, you know, we're, we're not even going to let you enjoy the ownership of that. tool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, for me, I guess it's
1: just in my nature to if I like something, I want to get good at it. So I don't want to just pick up a gun and, you know, not hit the target. I want to hear the ping. i want to I want to make sure that I'm skilled and that I know what I'm doing, um because there's a real sense of empowerment by doing that, just mm-hmm. for me. Um, because also, and again, this may never happen. But if I were ever to be in a situation where, You know, you go to a bank and then, you know, some people are trying to rob the bank and you're there and, you know, there's a struggle with the security officer and boom, and now the gun slides in front of my face. And if I don't know that there's a safety or, you know, if I don't know how to use that, um, how am I ever going to help in a situation like that? So I think it's just me and my personality where, you know, I tried it. It's fun, but I don't want to just be basic at it. Like, yes, of course you need to know the safety. Um, And I'm still going to take all the core. I'll probably take more safety courses because I wanna make sure that I have not just the basic level. I wanna have everything that's necessary because if the laws do change, Mm -hmm. I'm already gonna be ready. I'd say I've taken three courses that they've all signed off on me being ready and prepared to own a firearm. So I'm just doing this to make sure that I'm prepared should anything ever change. Um, but yes, because I'm legally allowed to work in the United States, but my particular work visa is not one that leads to a green card or citizenship, That for that reason, I'm not allowed to own a firearm. Despite the fact I have no priors, I have not even one unpaid parking ticket, I'm taking extra courses to make sure that, that, that I'm um, you know, able to do this but you know, that's, it is what it is. And um, sometimes I just accept that that's where we're at and I'm just going to do everything that I can to make sure that I'm ready if things were to change.
0: I love that. And that is one of the tenets of our uh, DC project is education, not Mm -hmm. legislation. And uh, the fact that you are educating yourself is, Uh, something that we talk about all the time, especially in terms of people with maybe children in the home, right? Mm -hmm. Just because you don't own a gun doesn't mean you shouldn't be empowering your children on how, what a gun is, what it's properly used for, how to properly interact with it, right? And you're an example of that very thing. I love that whole idea, you know, the, the bank robbery and whatever, but you never know. People have walked into, um, changing rooms of, of, uh, you know, clothing stores or restrooms, public restrooms, and someone has left a firearm behind for whatever reason. And if you don't know how to interact with that tool, you could actually end up hurting yourself or others. And if you were the one that happened on that gun, you would be prepared to uh, you know, safely transfer it to uh, the right people. So I applaud that. I think that's awesome.
2: So Simone, how did you, I'm sorry. How did you come to work for uh, Attorneys for Freedom? Those are great people.
1: Great people. So I was actually at a dinner here in Hawaii with my previous employer. And Mark J. Victor was one of the guests at this dinner party. And he's very passionate, yes. Yes. <laughs> as you well know, very sure. outspoken. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so he was, you know, giving his sermon. And I said, <laughs> huh, this guy's pretty interesting. And he just, you know, kind of was telling his story, talking about live and let live, and um, talking about why he is, why he fights for people's freedom. And I really, really like that because I've always, you know, injustice has always been something that has really irked me. It's made me very upset. And so, you know, I said, hmm, maybe this is somebody that I need to um, find out more about and see if, you know, if there's something there. And we met and we we spoke and I really, really liked what he was about. I liked his law firm. Um, and so we worked out a deal and I I now work for the Attorneys for Freedom Law Firm here in Hawaii. Awesome.
2: That's awesome. So, what's yeah. this "Live and Let Live"? Is that a James Bond movie?
1: <laughs> mm.
2: <All> right. Um,
1: <laughs> it's actually a global peace movement. Right. So, essentially, as the name would purport, "Live and Let Live." It's just you know, as long as you're not putting anyone else at risk, you should be free to be yourself and do whatever you want. Um, it's pretty simple. And I think that also applies to my stance on guns. You know, if you are a reasonable person who has gone through the safety training and you want to own a gun, who am I to say, even though I've been, and I hate using the word victim, but I've been on the receiving end of gun related assault or whatever you want to call it. But how am I going to tell you guys, hey, nope, you shouldn't be allowed to have guns. I think that's absolutely preposterous. So as long as you're not going to put me at risk and be, you know, flailing around your firearm and (laughs) it's loaded and you don't know what you're doing. That's going to be a problem if you're going to put me at risk or shooting up in the air, you know, but you're not going to do that because you know that that's not things you should be doing. Um, So the more, Um, reasonable people who have taken this relevant safety training live and let live. Yeah. Of course you should be able to have guns. Of course. Who am I to
0: tell you? no? (laughs) And Is that finger gun loaded? Cause (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. It's funny
1: because I was, um, I got to shoot a shotgun for the first time and I had no idea how heavy and I had like bruising. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but, oh my gosh, it was exhilarating, right?
0: Wow, right? Yeah. I totally yes. agree. Yeah. <laughs> I like the big boomers. I really enjoy. Uh, and and until recently, we had even uh two. World War Two 105 howitzer cannons, like as big oh, as wow. like a Volkswagen. six six thousand pounds. Yeah. Oh and my gosh. Talk so. about something fun to shoot. Of course, that no actual projectile came out. We do movie magic. We would uh, a Dasani water bottle, right, oh. is the exact right size and weight uh, to put inside. But you the
2: feel thing. the pressures of it. Yeah. And it's so fun. But
0: the <clears> big <throat> fire blast and the big boom. So yes, ma'am, I agree with you. <laughs> Uh, So something that uh, Mark J. Victor and Attorneys for Freedom has put together is a program called Attorneys on Retainer. And we are a nationwide show. People listen to us all over the world. And so uh, this isn't something that's available to everyone everywhere yet, but um, talk to us about what that is.
1: Yes, so attorneys on retainer, um, there's a standard plan, which basically if you get on it for $25 a month, um, you can have access to the best attorneys such as Mark J. Victor and Andy Marcantel for a a reduced rate of $175. That's if you're charged, sued, you know, stuff like that. But as it pertains to this show, we have a package called the self-protection plan. This is for gun owners only. As of now, it is only available where we have offices, which is Arizona and Hawaii. And for people in Arizona, to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. So as you know, if you were ever in a situation, let's say we're back at that bank robbery stage, okay? And a gun comes my way, I pick it up, I shoot one of the robbers, they die. Even though I was in my right, I think I'm saving all the people who are there in the bank. That does not mean that I'm not going to have to deal with a lot of legal implications that come as a result of that, because I've now killed somebody.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah. So <clears throat> the reason why I think Mark J. Victor started this program is because some other companies exist that have similar um, assurances or insurances. Um, USCCA and some other companies, which are great. They do that. However, there's always a clause that people don't know about. So Mark identified this and basically over well over 90% of the time, because there's a mandatory prison sentence that comes with anything that's related to guns, oftentimes people take a plea, Mm. right? To to avoid mandatory Mm. prison time. Now, if you do that, that means you're changing from an unintentional tort to an intentional tort, and so that means you have to pay back the legal fees hmm. if you're part of one of these programs. So, hmm. I personally dislike when um, you know, because I pay health insurance when I'm traveling and all of these things, and I just don't think it's right to hide certain things. You know, if you 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 pay for this stuff because you're like, hey, I'm going to be covered in any event, and then it's like actually more often than not you may choose to take a plea or you may choose to do this to avoid going to jail or whatever the case may be. And also you're not covered because they're insurance companies, right? Now, because we are an actual law firm and because if you get on this program, you become a client of the law firm, we can do that. Like if you are part of this program and something happens and you, heaven forbid, kill somebody, um, as long as you plead self-defense, 100% of your legal fees are covered, which, Mm. you know, if I was in Arizona and it's an open carry and I, you know, I knew I was going to have a firearm on me. You never know what's going to happen in my eyes. Like you never know someone might aggress upon you. um, Some crazy thing might happen where you need to be ready, Mm -hmm. but you're still going to have to deal with the legal aftermath. And so I think if that is going to be a possibility, which it absolutely is, You should just have peace of mind Mm -hmm. to carry your (laughs) peace.
0: I like it. Um, And now that is the, that's not the civil end of things, right? Because civilly, somebody can sue you anytime, anywhere, any day for anything, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and would the same, uh, would attorneys for freedom be higher, hireable for the civil portion? Um, it's not part of the attorneys on retainer necessarily, but do they also do civil?
1: They do also do civil. Um, There's multiple attorneys that work at this law firm and they all have to sign kind of a doctrine that says that they are always for freedom. Mm -hmm. So as long as they believe that you have done nothing wrong to hurt anybody else and you are, you know, your freedom is being infringed upon, they will, they will likely um, fight for you.
2: What's civil about being charged, defending yourself? I know it's How's that uncivil What's,
0: yes you're right it's uncivil. that's true <laughs> um you have said and th- th- we're starting <clears throat> to wrap up a little bit um mm-hmm. you have said and of course i agree that uh gun rights are women's rights so for the people out there that are kind of stuck in that mindset that you know if you're a woman or if you're a mom, then you shouldn't have anything to do with these tools Mm -hmm. and, and be somehow against our freedoms. But what would you say to people who, who don't understand that correlation between women's rights and guns, gun rights?
1: So I was actually on the big Island of Hawaii and I had never shot a pistol at this point. And it's funny because uh, they were all farmers from Washington state and even the wives and they were so cute and little and they're like, Oh, I always carry my firearm in my purse. And, you know, I said, I've never shot a guy. I feel like the record stopped and everyone was like, <gasps> who are you? Like, what do you mean? You've never shot a firearm. This is crazy. This girl is crazy. So this man who is incredibly intelligent and I, I really, um, I trust him a lot. And so he came out and he brought out his it was a beautiful piece. It was—I feel like something Abraham Lincoln would have had. It was just like exquisitely beautiful. And he's like, "Okay, you never pointed at anyone." And he's teaching me, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's happening here?" <laughs> and um, <laughs> he took me off to the side, and they owned quite a bit of land. And he said, "Okay, this is this is what you're gonna do. You don't put your finger on the trigger until you're ready, and you're gonna." And I said, "Oh no, no, no! Like it's uh, it's gonna be too loud." And I was like trying to fight him on it, and he finally. He thrust it into my hand and he said, you're only a version once. And so I took it and I shot it. (laughs) And it was was the most exhilarating thing. And he had explained to me, he said, Simone, the only thing that will level the playing field between you and a man twice your size who is trying to hurt you or take something from you is a firearm. And when I thought of it from that context, I said, he's absolutely right. You know, whether just men and women, generally speaking, were built differently, mm-hmm. right? So we can be for you know equality and women's right. More often than not, if there was a situation where a man twice my size wanted to take something from me, you know, the the, the likelihood is that he's going to be stronger physically than me,
0: including um,
1: including taking yes. your life from you, including right? taking yes, including taking my life, which I was you know, put into that situation. He wasn't necessarily twice my size, but he had Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that gun. Um, So in hindsight, fighting him was probably maybe not the right move, but you know, it's, I feel like that was a response to any person who has ever tried to just take something from me that I did not want to give. It was my, just like, I'm fed up Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing this anymore. So if I got to die at the hands of this, Mm
0: -hmm. what a way to go. (laughs) Right. You fought back. You tried. Absolutely. And how much better you could try if you had all of the tools available to you and and you make your own choice about which Mm -hmm. tool you want. If you want your tool to be your middle finger, then okay, fine. If you want your tool to be a knife, those are arms as well tasers they should have
2: gave her the necklace. uh, firearms should have gave her the necklace
0: right exactly that That should be you earned that that necklace and Uh, also you shouldn't bring a knife to a gun party exactly exactly and you never know what kind of party or fight you're into until you are so i say let's just let's just bring the gun and and be (laughs) trained and safe with it um but but I agree with that. So this, when this, you were having this encounter with the gentleman and the beautiful uh, firearm and all of that, that was after your traumatic event? Oh, yes. This was
1: four years after the event, I think. So yeah. I had no, I was very just like, oh, guns. Oof. right? You know, cause I was right? still in the mindset this wouldn't have happened if people didn't. didn't have guns. Yeah. So, but now I think, well, how would things have changed if I also had a firearm that day, yes. you know? Because well, I think-
0: mm-hmm. No, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I think as well, um, I think of a firearm similar to having martial arts training. Mm-hmm. You hold yourself differently, mm-hmm. right? You have a certain sense of confidence where the likelihood is that you're not going to ever have to use it because you're walking with this confidence knowing- hey, you want to you wanna come after me? You're probably not going to fare very well in this situation. So I think a lot of times people try to um, spot fear. It's kind of like how dogs can smell fear, mm-hmm. right? They're looking for an easy target. And I'm sure this man looked at me and was like, oh, a little Asian girl, like this is going to be so easy. I'm just going to steal her stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a certain confidence knowing I have this tool. I know how to use it. I'm very skilled at it. Mm -hmm. So don't test me, don't try me today.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know, there's so many ways that, that the gentleman that, you know, with the beautiful gun and all that, that could have, you know, added to your trauma. It could have re-traumatized you. So I'm so happy that you're built of the stuff that you were just like, all right, fine. Give me this thing. I'm going to do it, you know, rather than, um, you know, he, he probably should have approached it a little bit differently, <laughs> but I'm glad well, it turned out. Okay. He got the job I think right. it was,
1: yeah, I think it was because I trusted him. Like, I know he's a very, very smart individual and I trusted him. Um, but also it happened on a day, which is January 8th, which is a day that I always try to do something Epic. So January 8th, which will be 10 years ago, this January 8th, I quit smoking cigarettes. Oh, wow. Um, January 8th on 2015, I started the truck up Mount Kilimanjaro and then January 8th, 2019 or 2020 is when I shot my first,
0: uh, pistol. So. Well, he hit always the right You did That <laughs> worked out. Wow. Well, yeah. this has been amazing. Um, tell folks how they can follow you personally and your journey, how, uh, they can find out more about the attorneys for freedom or the live and let live global peace moment movement, because holy cow, when in history, recent history, have we more needed a global peace movement that says, Hey, you do you I'ma do me and we're going to get along just fine. Right. So tell you folks, are how they so right.
2: Follow
0: all <laughs> um, of
1: that. Yeah. So let's see on Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash Simone park, two M's in my name park, like a walk in the park. Um, you can also go to facebook.com backslash attorneys for freedom. That's a pluralized attorneys for freedom um, on Instagram. You can find us at instagram.com backslash attorneys for freedom um, you can also go to the websites, which is just attorneysforfreedom.com. You will find a link to, um, attorneys on retainer there. And actually, if you reached out to me and you were like, Hey, I saw you on gun freedom radio, I will probably throw you a discount. So you should come and find me. Um, and Not the website it. for live and let live is just live and let live So you guys should definitely check out the peace movement too.
0: That is fantastic. And the uh, Live and Let Live, um, Mark does a podcast for that. And I was fortunate enough to uh, get to be on there. And he and I were, I I called it like a philosophical tango. We were just kind (laughs) of like, wrestling with like being, you know, devil's advocates for each other talking about, well, how about, well, what if somebody did this, then what, you know? So it was so fun. And then that is actually how you and I met because you were uh, part of the liaison. And then I realized that you had uh, not necessarily a segment on that podcast, but you had filmed um, kind of a, you know, given, walked us through this horrible assault that you'd been through And that's when I said, I have got to talk to you more. I've got to know you better. And how would people find that segment that I'm talking about where you are specifically speaking? Yes.
1: Um, So if they go to YouTube and look up attorneys for freedom law firm, there is my testimonial where I speak about this event. And I think if you just Google YouTube attorneys for
0: freedom and Simone, it
1: should pop up there.
0: So it's powerful.
1: yeah it's well done.
0: Oh, it's, thank it's, you. And we so appreciate when people can help us um, better understand who they are even through traumatic events like you have done. And again, I so appreciate that and uh, it'll be interesting to keep tapping in and and seeing how you use this in your uh, comedy, your stand-up comedy. So that'll be fun. Yeah.
1: To be determined.
0: (laughs) To be determined, for sure. Well, Simone Park, we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for coming on and and being a part of Gun Freedom Radio.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Bye -bye. Aloha. Aloha. Yes, indeed.
2: (laughs) That, um, you know, she she doesn't just lay down. She's going to fight.
0: She is just awesome, and I'm so happy and blessed to have had a chance to to meet her in these ways. I hope someday we'll get to meet in person, uh, maybe because we've gone to Hawaii. Just saying, yeah. but um, but also she uh, might actually be coming part of the DC project. Movement. That would be great. So, I think she'd be
2: a strong mm-hmm, help for that. strong advocate yep, for sure. She really would be
0: because she can speak from I'm a female. I'm a minority. Uh, Yeah, I have, have, uh, I'm a survivor Mm -hmm. of a traumatic event that actually even involved somebody misusing a firearm. None of those things makes me anti-gun, go figure, right? Right. That's a powerful place to speak from. And when we do use our individual stories rather than taglines and and overused, um, you know, phrases that you hear on the news, when we speak from our own individual place of experience, nobody can deny us that. And how do those, that's very impa- impactful. How do
2: those women tell other women that uh, they shouldn't have a gun? I mean, because they can
0: say whatever they want because right. we live in a free country, barely. You can, still. But,
2: but how could you? Okay, I would hate to go face, to a friend of mine. I don't know mine, how they do it. I'd hate to go to a friend of mine and say, Yeah, you don't need a gun. You know, you shouldn't have a gun. And then they get assaulted and hurt or. Killed. Mm-hmm. I couldn't live with that. Right. You know why not encourage people to be strong and right. to defend themselves?
1: Right. I have to tell you,
2: <clears throat> this is kind of off related, but it's not. So she took the guy's chain, right? Mm-hmm. I remember I had a, a baseball card store once, and a guy came in and stole some baseball cards from us, and I caught him. So I locked the front door, and locked um, him
0: inside inside the, the
2: door, and I took his shoes and took his wallet and took his keys and took everything that i could take and i said i'm taking this from you i opened the door and i let him out <laughs> about four hours later here comes mom and Ooh. you know it was just cool because it's like
0: mom's well, like, yeah. hey where where johnny where's your shoes
2: <laughs> the guy the- got the baseball card stole them. yeah <laughs> so then i had to come then i could tell her what happened mm-hmm. and it's just like you know that that's kind of I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool, when she said she took the guy's chain. Kind of remind me of. I know,
0: you know. and I should have let her really talk about the significance. Because even in her testimonial video, she she takes an extra second and says, "You know, it was my middle finger that caught it." Like that's significant right. to her. I should have let her say why that's significant. Um, but it, it does kind of uh, paint a picture in your mind,
2: right? Yeah, it's so. a, it's a good feeling that you know somebody come in and cause you damage. And you, in return, throw the tables around and give them the damage. Absolutely. and It's, it's awesome.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's like, and live and let live. Because if this guy would have never approached her, she would have never
2: right.
0: had any inclination. She doesn't to... look like
2: a, steer, a serial chain stealer. <laughs> to me.
0: No, I don't think so. All right. Well, we've got to wrap up and yes, get out did. of here. This was wonderful. Thank you again to our awesome guest, Simone Park. And as S-I-M-M-O-N-E. Park, P A R K, if you're looking her up. But you could also just go to our website. You can click the guest tab at that, freedomradio.com. Yeah. You can see photos, bios, links to uh, Simone Park's uh, works and, and all of our guests we've ever had on. If you want to listen to the audio only version of our shows, because maybe you're out for a bike ride or, you know, a Sunday drive or something, or like walking that.
2: around trying to get people's chains. <laughs>
0: You, you could go to again gunfreedomradio.com, click the on demand tab, and do what Dan? Binge listen
2: to your heart's content, darling.
0: Beautifully said. And uh, if you like watching the video version, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Gun Streamer, or you can go to the Ops Lens smartphone app and find all of our episodes there.
2: It yeah, because if you don't go to video, you'll never know what color shirt I'm wearing.
0: That's true. I think you wear a red shirt every time, don't you? I get to, you know, shake it up a little bit yeah. and wear different things. But maybe we let you wear different colors once in a while. Don't uh, think. I don't maybe. know.
2: Whatever you'll let me do.
0: All right. Um, what am I forgetting? Did I say everything? You said Gunstreamer. I said Gunstreamer. All right. and Instagram.
2: Uh, Facebook, all that stuff, all
0: those things. We are on all of the social media platforms and, uh, also be checking out, um, azfirearmsauctions.com. It will, uh, take you to our auction house, which is potofgoldestate.com or pogauctions.com. Either one will get you there. We have some really, really cool auctions coming up oh. with guns, some, some without guns. Some are coins and, and um, you know,
2: do guns, coins, jewelry, antiques, collectibles. We've got a Ducati motorcycle that's like brand new. We've got a boat coming up. We've got uh, some ATVs, lots of cool stuff. Uh, an old uh, el camino chevy that Mm -hmm. needs restored but it's all there Mm -hmm. so that and our december auction that's going to be december's oh boy 7th (laughs) or 8th you (laughs) can look online in
0: 2021 depending on what year year you're watching uh, this there is uh, a
2: big uh gun uh gun auction coming up it's military mostly but there's a lot of nice fine guns in there there are some sporting rifles and some uh high-end pistols but you know there's some class three machine guns in that auction, um, a um, Winchester M1 carbine that's first year production from World War II. So there's a lot of cool things in there. And we're building that catalog as we speak. So new things are added almost on a daily basis for
0: Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I love it. Check it out. And um, with that, I think we should wrap up, Dan. So what are we going to do?
2: We're going to do a wrap.
0: No, we are. No, we're not. Oh, you mean? W-R-A-P. W-R-A-P. The W is, I mean, the R. No. (laughs) The W is silent.
2: (laughs) Maybe you should be right now.
0: I think I should be silent right now. So let's say goodbye. Let's say,
2: you know what? Let's pray. You know what? Let's pray for our nation.
0: That's a
2: great idea.
0: I never thought of that. Right? We should probably pray for the people who are in leadership positions.
2: That's a good idea. And I'll buy that for a dollar.
0: Would you? Yes. And what about, you know, there's a few people in leadership positions
2: you know, quarter for that. in the government quarter,
0: and other places that maybe we don't like that much. What about them? Should we we really them?
2: need to pray hard for them. Thank you. You Especially know why we need to pray hard for them? Because like. they're messing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when your kid messes up, what do you do? <laughs> Besides beat them, you pray. <laughs> No, I
0: don't think we're allowed to. You pray hard for them, right? need our children. You but, pray for them, yeah, right? Absolutely. So you pray
2: for your leaders that are 99% of them that are messing up.
0: Absolutely. For sure. But uh, honestly, uh, you this know, world it, it, needs, right. needs our involvement, needs right. our prayer, uh, needs us to be individually involved in the legislative process. Yes, so. And just
2: keep this in mind, folks, what, there's let me, 300 people that control what we do and what we say. In the government,
0: yeah, it's a tiny it's, it's, minority, it's, it's, and we it's give so them too small. much power, and we don't do what we need to do to um impact that. But we've got to wrap up. So until next time, right?
2: Yep. Did I cut you? Seal off? it. Nope. You want me to say pray <laughs> for our nation again?
0: No, I already. We already did that. No, you, you guys, guys have, have a great day. Other. Yep. Have a great week.
2: Bye Bye.